Welcome back to your favorite show in the land. The Lit Situation Room Podcast is here for you. And I tell y'all that I always have heavy hitters on this show. And I'm not going to stop just because it's episode three. Like, I'm not going to stop. And I, let me, I think I have to do a story time every episode this season because I just have to let them know why I decided to reach out. So I was on, I was on my Instagram for you, my Instagram discover page. And, you know, I just saw that this artist just, the fashion was it. And I was just like, I have to see, I have to see what this video is giving. And the vocals matched the vibe. I was like, let me Clearly, Instagram's not giving me enough. I got to go find the video. Watched the full music video and said, absolutely have to reach out. Sending the email ASAP. And look at that. Look at God. We are here today. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much. I'm Kendall Rohn. I'm an upcoming artist. I'm from Alabama. Yes, thank you for inviting me on this show. Thank you. Thank no you. problem, man. Okay, so we're just going to get started. So the song that I was talking about, the music video I was talking about is You For You. First of all, production, great. Thank Choreography, great. But the song, fire. I love, you describe yourself as funk and groove inspired by 80s and 90s music, and that's it. I think it's modern, groovy funk, and I love that. Thank you. So what is the concept behind You For You? When did you even start writing it? Okay, so when the pandemic first began, I bought a piano and I was like, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. And that didn't work out. But in the process <laughs> of trying to learn how to play the piano, I learned a couple of chords. So I just played those chords. And then I had this little love interest. It didn't work out. So that was like the concept in the beginning, but later towards like when I started writing more and more, it became like a self-love type song. Like mm. I was like, why keep looking for that in someone else when you can really find it in yourself? You know, just love right. yourself for who you are and everyone else is just going to have to follow. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's, period. Yes. But that's pretty much how it came up. The pandemic is just opened my eyes up to a lot more. I love that. I love that. See, we on the same page because uh, my nice little keyboard is sitting right over there getting dust on it. Um, yeah, right. I only know a few little chords, you know. Um, I can give you a nice zoom and that's it. I can't <laughs> give you no song. Uh, don't ask me to be Alicia Keys. It's not giving. Right. I can't do it. That's not my ministry. <laughs> not my ministry. But okay, so we talked about that and we're going to come back to you for you and everything that you're doing now. But obviously we have to go through the journey, through the process. What was the first time that you realized that you wanted to be a singer, be in music, or in the music industry as a whole? It was, when I was really young, I used to always, like, my mom had parties and stuff. I used to be the little kid that wasn't supposed to be there, just entertaining everybody. Also, like, my love for music was, like, the rides to school with my mom. We stayed, like, 30 minutes away, so we would, she would take me to Walmart, let me pick a CD, and then we'll just listen to it every day. But my junior year in college, I was like, I want to start singing again, because, like, in the ninth grade, I stopped. Mm. Like, one day I posted a cover. Everyone was laughing. I thought they were laughing at me, but they were laughing at the fact that I could sing. So oh. I just stopped <laughs> and waited until my junior year in college. Because I was going through college, and it was, like, literally nothing like I could. I wouldn't say nothing I could dedicate my time to, but it felt like I didn't find my niche and I was just everywhere and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I just had a 
awakening. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try again. I know what I want. I know what type of music I like. Um, I instantly started taking vocal lessons, trying to just mm-hmm. get back in the swing of things. And here I am two years later. It's about to be, yeah, three. It's about to be three years. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you decided to continue. Yeah. Because even if they was laughing at you because you, whatever, they're going to be laughing when you get a Grammy, okay? Right. Right. Hmm. Yes. Laughing when that bank account look fat. Period. Right. Okay, so when was the first time when you were younger, besides the parties, that like, mm-hmm. did you have a moment where you performed on stage or anything like that? Not really. I was in the uh, choir in elementary school, but, mm-hmm. oh, well, in the band, uh, we performed then. But that was more so like towards junior high mm. versus, well, I could say elementary, like, but still closer to the end. But as far as like, I went to a performing arts camp one time. I gave it a try. Um, and that's pretty much it. It was just here and there. I grew up around sports a lot. Mm. So where I'm from, sports is a big thing. And I just did what I could. Right. <laughs> but I was mostly like involved in the band and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So we're getting into junior year of college, correct? Mm-hmm. And this is the moment that you're just like, okay, let me let me get my, my shit together pretty much. Yes. <laughs> what was the first thing that you decided to release to the world when you made that decision? Um, that was my song, Fall in Love. After I made my decision, it took me about four months to get that song together. It was really, it was a beat I saw on YouTube. I was like, I don't think I like that. It sounds kind of old. But then my friend, uh, her name is Kay, she was like, I think you should give it a try. I can hear you over something like this. So we started writing to it and it went up from there. I was like, I I really like this. So (laughs) I'm going to keep going. Shout out to Kay, okay? (laughs) I love that. Okay, so... That was the moment. You put out Fall in Love. What was the reception? Everybody was like, whoa, like, you really? Because no one expected, even I didn't expect that. I was like, I was just doing it just to do something and just see if I like doing it. And everybody was like, whoa, you could really do it. And I instantly, like, hit campus, like, passing out flyers with my QR code on it to the video. And... Um, I did like a little um, interview with uh, different students. Everybody was giving me like positive feedback, like keep going. That was like the main message. Keep going. Don't stop. Like everybody seen something. I I felt like seeing. (laughs) I I bet like after coming from such a long hiatus of like doing that and then finally releasing something. Yeah. yeah, I bet that was huge. And yeah. especially for people to be like, oh, yeah, we like this. Like, keep going. I bet that was a big moment for you. Yes. It was so, so what was the next thing? Was it the Sankofa project that you put out or was there something in between that? It was like I had two singles and a parody. Um, the second single was Computer Love, which I, um, I shot it in my garage. I made like a big disc a big desktop with a green screen on it to like show it was the message in the song was like I have a crush on someone over social media so it's like modern day computer love so yeah that was my second single um after that I went a couple of months um I went a couple of months away trying to 
still learn myself in that process. I was still learning myself as an artist. I only had like two songs out and nothing was really planned. Now I move with like a plan and structure. All of that was just like, I'm doing it. And also I was in school for recording industry. I transferred into that department to learn the business side of things. So that's when I started to put things to a halt and really just sit down and focus. And also with my artistry, I tried to put have stuff with a meaning to it, mm-hmm. a deeper meaning. It always started off with a meaning, but I wanted to get really deeper into my artistry. So I came back like a couple of months later with this song called Puffer Class. It was like, as college students, we depend on we sometimes. So okay. like sometimes we can become too dependent on it and we'll miss class or something because we just not in order. Not because you're high, but because you're high, sometimes you just get so lax about things and don't Mm -hmm. focus on what you really have to do. So it was really like a message saying like how weed is like criminalizing us and and also keeping us out of our game because the other side of the message was um, growing up, I was in that environment of like where we affected like a lot of households Mm-hmm. And which I feel like it shouldn't have, right? As much so, yeah. There, it was just a lot. It was a lot. I tried to get into <laughs> it deeper, but yeah. Obviously, they have to go listen to the song. Yeah, listen to, to, the to song. understand yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so then the parody was next. Yeah, then the parody. Um, it was a sample of "Rocksteady" by The Whispers. It was mm. basically the message behind that was like, "Don't give up on whatever you do if it's school." Because around that time, I also was like, "I'm over school." Um, I'm ready to drop out. I'm in, this is me in my senior year and I had to do an extra semester. And when you get that news, it's mm-hmm. never good news. It's like, right. how the world is ending. And then I really had to be like, I don't care what people say. I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, and that's where that came from. It was like, keep going, don't give up. And that was just for every aspect, not just school, but it was based out of school. And I used some of my resources like on campus, the uh, dance studio where I took dance mm-hmm. classes at, and I used a classroom where I took an actual class at, and just around campus, and like dancers I knew around campus and other students to just be a part of. The the message that I'm getting here is you're innovative. You make shit shake. Yeah, because this is my name. You you would not think that like this wasn't a full blown label back in production. No. It's, it's like, really not oh, money. <laughs> That's another story, another day. But yes, I make it, I have to make it happen. Like, I have a team though, like Amira, she's my manager and she's, she has my back 100%. And my mom as well. And just make it happen. Like, <laughs> we have to. I love that. Cause you, you gotta do it. What, yeah. These labels ain't gonna help you. Right. Especially with the whole. You said that you were passing out your QR codes. I resonate with that because when I first started this, I was passing out wristbands. I was like, hey, y'all, go follow. Here you go. Go follow. So I I love that you're you're really obviously wanting to do this for real. This is the first time I ever felt like I was in the right place. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. So then it was Sankofa. 
Yeah. The Sankofa project. So let's talk about it. Okay. Because you bodied. Uh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> like, I know that it was probably, you know, a little nerve wracking to put out such classic songs, yes. but you did what you had to do and it still sounded like you, but obviously resonating to the work itself. Yes. So what made you decide to take on that challenge? Um, Sankofa originated from my 10th grade teacher. Shout out to her, Miss Ward. She's one of the coolest people ever. She always... She had a sign in her class and she always made us like repeat it. Sankofa, um, you must learn from the past to build the future. And in that time, it was still in the pandemic, I was studying like artists that came before me and I just picked like three of my favorites, which was Michael Jackson, Bobby Brown, and Beyonce. And singing those songs were definitely a challenge. Um, <laughs> and just putting that all together, I did that on campus as well in my school. Wow. And I had my friend Ernest. He helped me a lot. Um, Lit Visions. He was in charge of like the lighting. And then um, my first producer that I work with, I mean not producer, videographer. His name is CB. And we all came together. And my friends that are dancers, Kiana, shout out to her as well. She's one of my main dancers. She helps me like choreograph and pull everybody together. And we just made it happen. Yes, it was a challenge. And we made the, well, I made the costumes for the girls. Before before I was done, um, doing music, I had a dance team. So I had to learn how to make costumes for them. So, so you are just. Yeah, I'm a little bit everywhere. <laughs> I love that because you need to be able to do yeah. everything. So you're able to get all these people together. And like yeah. when you need some costumes, you're able to make it work. Like, I love yeah. that. Shout out to your friends because your friends are so supportive. Yeah, they're so solid. Like every time I call them, like they're always there. They're like, I may have like a spontaneous idea. They'd be like, friend, but they'll be down for it. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. And then was there something in between Sankofa and for you, you for you, or? Um, no, I just thought about it. Yeah, I really, I was going through this looking for producers and looking for consistent producers and also producers that could meet me halfway like with musically like I want Mm -hmm. someone who's musically inclined because I want to give that feel of real music not Mm -hmm. trying to say anyone else's music is fake but that aspect of musicality instrumentation I really loved it so Mm -hmm. I was going through that drought and I just felt like I was just going down no one is going to see me anymore but through it all, I met um, a lot of people and I met this producer. His name is uh, AJ. And we, that's where we came up with You For You. Well, I already had it written out what sound I wanted to go for it, and he just brought it to life. What I've been noticing with artists is they always have this down, this like, um, I wouldn't say down moment, but like a pause, a pause mm-hmm. in their moment before they create like. Yes. A masterpiece. I feel like that that space is so crucial to figuring out exactly what you want. Because this video, this song, I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> because again, it looks like you are on a Sony label, like somebody assigned you. Like, come on, what was the mesh with the, with the rhinestone diamond? Shout out to my stylist. He came up with that idea. I was like, at first I was like, 
Hmm, I don't know about that. But then I'm always down to try stuff before I knock it. But shout out to him for that idea. Do you think that fashion is a, is an inter, is intertwined in your artistry? Do you think that you would like ever be like a Rihanna, Rihanna type of situation where like you yes. kind of double in both? Yes, I actually, I want to model. I really do. I want to model for someone. Someday. And you will. Yes, I will. I'm going to model for someone. So. Exactly. Yes. And I also want to have my own like fashion line. Like mm. I like different type of clothing. I like androgyny, unisex type because I don't want to be labeled because I want to show skin too, you know. Right. <laughs> so okay. I want to make something for everybody. So I definitely want to get into fashion more. And I, I do feel like it's intertwined into my artistry because I like to, I don't know. I just like to, I don't know. <laughs> it's intertwined. I, I love it because it, it shows a different, it adds something yeah. to who you are. Because I feel like without that piece, there would be something missing. Yeah. Like, obviously, your music is incredible. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, with that added aesthetic, like, it's something about the aesthetic for me, okay? Like, you was giving what you had to give. And, like, I feel like that's the total opposite of who I really am. Like, the artist in me, like, if I didn't have this interview, I would probably be in a T-shirt and some jogging pants. And I would wear that every day if I could. (laughs) But I've been... It's like a Sasha Fierce type of vibe? Yeah. I love that. Shout out to my mom and my sister who always... Because I used to be the kid that wanted to just put on anything. And they'd be like, no, you're going to put on some (laughs) clothes. And they'll make me learn how to put on certain stuff. So shout out to them. (laughs) Again, you have an amazing support system. Like, give it up to them. Yes. Like, what? And then because of your amazing talent... You got featured on the cosign. If y'all don't know what the cosign is, I faithfully watched the cosign. So I I was there. The cosign is the cosign live is, you know, partner. It's a part of the genius outlet. They do it on Twitch all the time. And it's super dope that they're doing this as a big opportunity. And like, what was the process of um, either auditioning or what was? Yeah. What was the process of getting onto the cosign? I was on Twitter one day. And I, it's just, it was on my TL and I, I started to pass it, but then I went back. I was like, maybe just do it. Just do it. So then, um, I got an email like two days later. They was like, this is tomorrow. I was like, oh my God. I was, I was happy, but at the same time, I was like, oh my God, I got to tell a lot of people to get on and, you know, cheer. Right. But yes, that was, um. It was a nice opportunity and it was fun and it gave me like a spark of um, motivation to keep going. And Mm -hmm. speaking of the motivation, it pushed me to write another song, but it's going to be coming out soon. I give it a couple of months. Yeah. So. Okay. We ready. Yes. It was definitely like a on spot thing and I'm glad I did it. I ask this to every artist because I feel like as a big manifesting Mm -hmm. person, I'm into that. Where will you be in five years? It's not, I'm going to be doing this. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing, no, no, no. It's already happened. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just saying it out loud now. People are just catching up. Okay. Five years from now, I said this five, well, not five years ago, but I said this like two years ago that I was going to have my my own fashion line. So that's one thing. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to be a Grammy award-winning artist. Period. Um, what else? I'm going to go on tour. This is like one of my biggest things I want to do because I love to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, how many? It's, five. It's, it's up to you. Um, it's just within that five years, what do you want to do? I'm going to be out of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to leave. Um, whatever. Where would you go? Where are you going to be? I want to move to either New York or L.A. Okay. I visit Atlanta a lot, and I'm actually starting to work in Atlanta a lot. Um, no offense to Atlanta. But I just want to <laughs> – I grew up in the in a predominantly black environment my whole mm-hmm. life. So I do want to get out there and just see what the world has to offer. I love my right. people. I love my people to death, but I just want to go somewhere else and just experience something new. Exactly. I get you. I get you wholeheartedly. Okay. So we got, we got Grammy, we got tour and we got fashion line. Mm -hmm. All right. Period. So on that tour, what is one place that like you have to go? Like you are ready to hit the stage right there. Okay, it may not be like a tour date for me, but I do want to do the BET Awards. Oh, okay. Yes, this is like one of the biggest things I want to do in my life. Like, I would feel like I made it if I performed at the BET Awards. I love that. And I I can see that performance is going to be fire. Yeah. Because off the fact that the video performances are good... I can't wait for you to translate that to a stage. Yes, I'm so ready to translate it to a stage. It's just, uh, yes, this, I'm just waiting on it. I'm exactly. <laughs> it takes time. It takes time. But yes. you're going to be there. I'm Again, what you're doing right now is amazing. Please keep doing it. If you have not heard it today, please keep going. <laughs> Your music is amazing. I'm going to still be subscribed. I am following you on my Spotify, okay? So I will keep up to date. So the last thing that I want to ask mm-hmm. is for everyone who is just now meeting you, this is the first time that they've heard your music, heard your voice. What do you want them to know about you as an artist? I'm living in my truth. Mm. That's what I want them to know. I'm living in my truth. Um, I'm human. I make mistakes sometimes and I don't want anyone. When I do make it, I don't want anyone to idolize me. But more so, like, you could use me as a guide or something. I don't want to be anything above the highest power. Like, I want to. I want people to know I'm living in my truth and I'm letting people know behind me that, you know, you're, you're human. You could be who you are and just don't worry about what anyone has to say. Go for what you want. And make it happy. That's beautiful. I (laughs) love that. Come on, living in the truth. Yes. Okay, so where can they find you? Where can they keep up to date with you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kendall Rohn, K-E-N-D-A-L-R-H-O-N-E. You can also follow me on Facebook if you use Facebook, Kendall Rohn. Twitter, Kendi Rohn, K-E-N-D-I-R-H-O. And yeah, and you can find my music on Apple Music, Spotify, on basically all streaming platforms. And don't just stream, ladies and gentlemen, go and buy, okay? Right. Go buy. Because need money. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Let me, you know, shout out the podcast real quick. Obviously, if you listen to this long enough, you should already be following us on socials at the Lituation R Pod on Instagram, at the Lituation RMP on Twitter. 
Or you can just go over to our website, www.thelituationroompodcast.co. And don't worry, his space will be on the page. So even if you, even if you forgot to like pause the episode and like get the socials, it's okay. They'll be there for you. They'll be there. It's fine. We got you. (laughs) But obviously, thank you again so much. I enjoy speaking with you. This is not going to be the last time. I'm going to be right there trying to book an interview. Not trying. You're going to be booking and I'm going to be booking. Period. I'm going to be like, it's time. Grammy nominated, Grammy award winning. Like, let's talk. Like, remember, we had this conversation. It's here. Yes. And you keep going as well. I like what you're doing. Thank you. You're great at it. Like, Yes, it's for you. Just keep going, and I will be back. Yes, you will. (laughs) Yes, and both of us will be on a bigger, higher platform. I'll meet you at the BT Awards. Let's go. See you there. (laughs) All right, and I will see you guys in the next episode.